Welcome to the 56th episode of Throwback Hoops. Please follow the video show on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, everywhere. And as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. What's up, Woods? Nice to be back. Um, it's a while since the two of us have just done it together, haven't we? We've had some really good guests the last few weeks. So, yeah, looking forward to it as always, man. Yeah, great to be back, just the two of us. I agree, man. I agree. Uh, so... Let's kick things off, brother, shall we? I notice you've got uh, two great Atlanta Hawks jerseys there. Um, yeah, yeah, you... A couple of, couple of random ones. So I thought maybe Tell the us. next few episodes I might sort of come out with a few sort of random ones. So, yeah, doing the Hawks double today. So today, hanging over my shoulder there is the red Mike Scott Hawks Adidas jersey. So, yes, someone actually does own a Mike Scott jersey there, Woods. Um, just a little bit on, on Scott. He was drafted by the Hawks at pick 43 in the 2012 draft. Uh, went on to have a nine-year NBA career, spending five years with the Hawks before he went to play with Washington and the Clippers before his last stop in Philly. Um, I think his actual last game in the NBA was the um, Ben Simmons choke job game in the, the series against Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he's actually still playing Woods. I don't know if you, if you knew that. So he's playing in France at age 34 for, for uh, it's spelled Nancy. I'm sure they say it non-city or something like that. But, yeah, he's yep. still playing over there at age 34. So good to see. He was always someone I liked. Always had that bit of a toughness about him, didn't he? Um, seemed to have a few decent playoff runs for the, for the Hawks and for Washington, I think, as well. So, yeah, a little bit on Mike Scott. Um, random jersey, that one, I know. Um, and, look, I'll stand up and show you an equally random one that I'm wearing, and I'll talk a little bit about this guy. And for those who can't see, Robbie's wearing the extremely rare black Torian Prince, Atlanta Hawks jersey. I know he's someone you like from day dot, man. I do. You know I'm stepping up to the, the plate today with my Mike Scott and Torian Prince jersey. For sure, man. I don't For think sure. people were buying those in Rebel or anything like that. So, um, yeah, you're right. He was someone you know I, I always sort of had like there. So a little bit about him. Um, actually, a pretty special jersey, this one. It's the black um, Adidas, like authentic jersey. You can see with actually the team sponsor. So these ones are actually only available from the Phillips team store and the Hawks Arena. So couldn't get these on NBA store or anything else like that. So, yeah, quite like this one. It's a bit strange with the, the numbers, I've got to say. What do you reckon about that number font? A little bit strange. Yeah, it's when weird. the Hawks are sort of changing yeah. their jerseys every every year pretty much. But, um, yeah, so a little bit about uh, Torian Prince there. So, uh, so, look, as people probably know now, he's currently part of the Minnesota team. Uh, he started off his career with Atlanta after being drafted at pick 12, I believe by Utah, in the 2016 draft and then traded to the Hawks. Played with the Hawks for three seasons in what, let's be honest, was a bit of a rebuilding team, wasn't it, for those three years there? It was yep. like just after we'd made that conference final there against Cleveland. Um, he's since played with Brooklyn, Cleveland, and Minnesota. So a bit of a journeyman career after, you know, those first few seasons of the Hawks. And I'm not going to lie to you, Woods, I really did have high hopes for this guy. I think I might have even said to you after his second season, I could see this guy being a future All-Star. So I'm obviously you did. pretty pretty wrong with that one, but I'm not afraid to sort of admit my errors there. He did show a lot in those first few years, but I don't know. He just doesn't seem to find the right situation and doesn't seem to have sort of improved or added stuff to his game as well since then. But look, still really a guy that I cheer for and you know, I'm always happy when he, he gets some success with the T-Wolves there as well. So yeah, that's my two random jerseys. Now, definitely don't have any bobbleheads for these guys, but I think I, as I said, stepping up, showing some real random Hawks on. So stay tuned. I've got another couple of ones in mind that I might rock over the next few weeks that you know people have probably forgotten about those guys and certainly never seen their jerseys. But 
Yeah, Mike Torian Prince. Prince, he's still part of the rotation there, I've noticed. Right? He's, uh, he's got an injury at the moment. Yeah, but yep. he is. He's, um, yeah, I think you know, he's only averaging like seven points a game. He's probably like their eighth guy or something else like that. But he's a guy that always seems to be okay. He's a pretty you know versatile player. He can play pretty good T, uh, D. He's a 3D type player, I think, now. And that's probably where his career will go. But you just wonder if he had been in a better situation. You know, all those teams that I mentioned he's been on haven't been, you know, had great winning records. But he could be the sort of guy that, you know, fits in well on a, on a decent playoff team there. So, Anyway, we'll watch and sort of see how his career goes. But um, what about yourself, Woods? I'm liking what you're wearing today. A bit of a, a Warriors uh, double there, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Warriors later as well, so I thought, why yeah. not, right? Nice. So Woody's standing up, rocking the old school Warriors number five jersey. We all know who that is, of course. None other than B. Diddy. Very nice jersey. It's like it's um quite a big jersey, that one, Woods, by the looks. Plus two. Plus two. Plus two. Nice. Yeah, you like that jersey. You like B. Diddy, right? Oh, I love B. Diddy. It just reminds me of those sort of playoff series and, you know, him dunking over, was it AK-47? Yeah, uh, the that day, was the, the, uh, the better dunks. That was in the second round after the, mm. the Golden State Warriors, the number eight seed, be, beat the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, second mm-hmm. time ever, was it? Is that he's someone that a lot of people like B. Diddy as well, right? I think yeah. he sort of had success, you know, away from basketball, you know, sort of always sort of been in the, in the limelight sort of thing. But, yeah, tell us a bit about, about your man. The bodyguard, right? That's what they called him early on in his career because, you know, he had that big body. Yeah, as you said, mm-hmm. he had so many interests outside of um, basketball, business ventures, broadcasting. He even directed his own documentary, um, you'll recall. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I mean, he had a pretty successful career, which finished a bit earlier than expected. He was born in Los Angeles, California in 1979, six foot three inches tall. Uh, he was the third pick in the first round of the 1999 uh, NBA draft to the Charlotte Hornets, where he had his initial success before uh, moving, on, oh, moving on to the New Orleans Hornets when they were relocated. And then uh, the Golden State Warriors we just spoke about. And then he had a few stops at the end with uh, the Clippers, the Cavs, uh, and the Knicks in that time. He's a two-time NBA All-Star, uh, All-NBA third-teamer, two-time NBA steals leader, um, and, you know, had a very, very good college career before that. And, yeah, you see him propping up all the time in uh, various different roles around commentary and things. Um, and he's there's a lot for the community. And he's someone who, whose game I really enjoyed, right? Also another, we say this about a lot of guys, but someone whose game could have really translated in, into today's, um, the way the game's played today. A good rebounder for his size, you know, a, a very good defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he he would have worked on that three point shot a little bit more I he think would. in today's game. Pretty pretty right? solid resume. I I probably wouldn't have picked that he made an All NBA third team. I know he's obviously great, but yeah, that's pretty solid that he he did make an All NBA third team as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I've actually so, yeah, got I'm... his um his New Orleans jersey somewhere in the cupboard as well, a yellow one. And I've got a bobblehead of him, so I probably should have brought that out and at least brought a bobblehead to the to the show today. But anyway, all good. Next, this time. is a pretty nice jersey though, right? It is like yeah. that one. Yeah, that that's a stitch one as well, right? Isn't yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. one. Yeah, I think nice. I got this in his first or second year. I mean, he was such a great influence on Monte Ellis early in his career. We forget about mm-hmm. that on that team. Um, and 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 just confirming with you, that's the second eighth seed that's beaten the first seed after Denver. Yeah, Denver knocking off Seattle. Yeah, I believe you're right. It's only happened twice ever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good call. Anyway, um, thanks for that, Robbie. What a great show in store for everyone today. Um, enjoying just to chop it up with you, man. So let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. I thought let's kick things off with a little bit of NBA talk today, right? And I want to bring up, while we're on the Warriors team, Steph, Steph Curry's injury. He's going to be up up to about a month, uh, out for about a, up to a month now. And the mm. Warriors are struggling as it is. They're 11th in the West. Um, 
I think last I checked, they were 14 and 16. Um, yeah, and, and the next month is a tough schedule for the Warriors. So, you know, all the analytics tell us that they're terrible with that Steph uh, on the floor. I mean, what does this mean for the Warriors? I mean, they're going to have to stay afloat for a while now. I know you've got mm. some stats and, and, and thoughts on... Yeah, look, it's it's going to be really tough for him, isn't it? You're right. They certainly haven't been playing well even with him this year. You know, maybe a little bit of a, a, a hangover from last season. I'm not quite sure what it is. I think they're traditionally one of those teams that sort of tunes it up a bit later in the season. But they're going to struggle to even have a chance to do that now with Steph out for this sort of time. So, yeah, you're right without him. I, I think I read in the last four seasons when Curry doesn't play for Golden State, they're 25 and 69. So a 26% win record there. So just shows how important he is for the team there. Um, look, I guess we'll see, you know, Jordan Poole definitely put up some numbers as I think he did in that first game without Curry. But I think to me, it looks like one of those, you know, rare years that a, that a champ will end up missing the playoffs, which is something we don't say very often, right? Yeah, yeah, well, I'm um, totally agree. And the Warriors, Jordan put up big, big numbers. So the Warriors actually won yesterday against, um, mm. let's have a look here, the Raptors. So they're actually up to 15 and 16 now. But, um, yeah. you know, it's quite a lot to miss, and they're going to have a lot of work to make up, you know, to, to, to get into one of those play in positions or a low, low playoff seed, correct? Absolutely. You can sort of see them maybe if, you know, if their sort of record continues to tumble a little bit, they might sort of keep Curry a little bit further out. We've obviously seen them get some higher draft picks, you know, in the past, you know, in between that successful period they had there. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's a shame, though, isn't it? I think just from a, a neutral fan, he's so, such a fun player to watch, isn't he? Yep. Steph there? I, I, I was actually watching that game live, and you could tell he was in a lot of pain. So, yeah, sad to see, really. Yeah, he's getting a bit older, right? And that body's, um, you know, it's a very brittle body as well, right? So, you know, you've you, you seen him last year. He's still got a lot left in the tank. We want to mm-hmm. see him come back as soon as possible, right? For sure. All right. Let's stay on the West Coast then. Let's talk a little bit about the LA Clippers, right? A lot of members of the media have said, look, it's a science experiment of a team. Everyone's on load management. Some, some days they're sitting five, six guys out. I know they're trying to stay strong and healthy for the playoffs this year. We saw Kawhi Leonard have a pretty good game the other day. Um, tell me what you think a little bit about what the Clippers are doing to, to manage the load of their players. And Kawhi, are we seeing a resurgence from, from him? Are, are we going to see some of that form that he, he's shown uh, before all these injuries uh, again? Mm. I'm probably not as high on Kawhi as yourself there, Woods. Um, look, he did have a, a decent last game versus Washington, but you know he missed the game before that. And I think the game before that he shot about 30%. So probably going to continue to reserve my judgment on on him. Um, and look, I think I've mentioned on the show, this bloke does kind of frustrate me at this point, You know, being a fan of the game. He just, I don't know, just the fact that you never know when he's playing. I'm not, I still really like to know, and I've said this before as well, whether it's himself that's choosing to miss these games or whether it's you know, um, you know, the team that's actually choosing it. You never know with someone like him because he's always been a bit cagey with, you know, giving updates and everything else like that. But, yeah, it certainly is strange. I mean, you wouldn't want to sort of be getting t- tickets to go and see any Clippers games, would you? You'd sort of rock up to the game and literally not know who's actually going to be on the court. So, yeah, and they're, they're sort of hanging in there record-wise. Um, every time I see SGA, you know, have a game winner or score 40 points for OKC, I just think, oh, wow, you know, like that was a guy that they, they drafted that could have still been on that team. I think he's only, what, 24 SGA, but... They sort of went for the home run, didn't they, and tried to get Paul George and Kawhi in that offseason there. And I guess you'd probably have to say it's been been a failure at this stage, right? Because I think they they brought in those guys to win championships and to to go really deep. And the, the two of them sort of haven't managed to stay healthy. So, yeah, interesting. Um, I know you've sort of got him on a couple of fantasy teams, so you're probably following him a bit more and hoping you get a bit more out of that investment there as well, right? 
Yeah, it's been it's been brutal. I don't know why I drafted him so early. So <laughs> if we look across, he's played five. No, so one, two, three. Yeah, four of the last five games he's played. He's had thirty-one and nine, nineteen and eight, twenty-five and nine, thirteen and eight um, points and rebounds. So you know he's putting together a little bit of a a, a decent run, better than he has all year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we see more of that. I know the the Clippers have got a deep roster, so they created this team you know, in order so they could go into the playoffs healthy with their best lineup. But still, you know, people have said it, you know, all these guys used to play 82 games back in the day, right? There was no idea of load management. People pay good money to come and watch some of these guys play. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, I was going to say, just said he's played, played four out of the last five games. He might have to take a month off or something. You know, he must be exhausted after doing that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think the minutes are, the, are good, are, are really um, promising. Thirty, twenty-nine, thirty-one, and thirty-two. Right. So yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's see where he goes. He's at fifteen point three points per game, uh, uh, shooting forty-four point four for the field, uh, from the field in the season. So they're underwhelming stats for a superstar. But obviously, mm-hmm. there's there's still what you know two thirds of the season to go. So let's see how it plays out. Right. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the National Basketball League and the trophies that they've named after a variety of NBA legends, um, which are going to be presented at the end of the season. So we've got um, the, the Michael Jordan Trophy, which will be awarded to the MVP, the Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy awarded to the uh, NBA Defensive Player of, of the Year, the Will Chamberlain Trophy awarded to the Kia NBA Rookie of the Year, the John Havlicek Trophy, I like this one, the Honda Havlicek Trophy awarded mm. to the Kia NBA Sixth Man of the Year, the George Mikan Trophy, awarded for the Kia NBA Most Improved Player. Uh, and the Jerry West Trophy, a brand new one, okay? Awarded to the Kia NBA Clutch Player of the Year. I actually like that. Hey, Woods, what are you shouting out Kia so much for? You've got some sponsorship deal with them in the background. I don't know about it. Okay, all right. I mean, that's just what they call the awards, bro. You know just what jokes, I mean? Man. Maybe we should get Kia to come sponsor us, right? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I like the idea. It sort of came in a little bit out of nowhere, didn't it, the other week? I think it's good recognition to those players, isn't it? Especially, you know, people like, especially... You know, Jordan and, and, and Akeem for, for mine, for those two awards there. I mean, no better players to sort of name those. Um, I wonder if we'll see the Joker getting his, his third MVP trophy in a row and getting that Michael Jordan trophy. I think that's looking pretty likely at this stage. So, no, I like the idea. I actually thought of a few maybe alternate ones that they could do Woods, um, a bit of humour there. So Talk they could me. name the um, so the biggest Joker uh, trophy award could be named the Nick Anderson um, trophy. They could name one of those. Um, they could also name the Best Pants Man Award trophy, and that would be, of course, uh, named after Will Chamberlain. Um, and, of course, they could also name the Biggest Prick Trophy, and, of course, that would be named after Chris, Chris Paul, right? Yeah. Okay, so Not talk about. to me. Talk to me. Jerry West Trophy, right? Clutch Player of the Year. Have you thought about who are some early candidates for this award, right? Dame Lillard would have to be one of all those right. players. He's, yep. When I think of clutch players, I think of him and all those game winners and, and walk-off games he's got. So someone like Dame comes to mind. Um AJ Griffin, or is that too soon? <laughs> too soon. No, he's had two game soon. winners in his first twenty games, but yeah, someone like Dame, I reckon, could be could be potentially Steph. able to get that. Yeah, Steph, if he can get back healthy, and obviously Dame's on a, a real tear at the moment as well, isn't he? So yeah, it'd be interesting to sort of see that. Um, yeah, the George Mike, and the most improved one's always a bit of a tough one as well, isn't it? It's sort of someone that's more almost getting opportunity rather than sort of um, you know, because I think there's been talk, you know, when superstars you know get that most improved, whether that's like the right sort of um, thing to do as well, I guess. Um, yeah, no, looking forward to sort of see some of those awards for sure. Maybe we uh, 
We did our predictions at the start of the year, didn't we? On, on all, all of these awards. We did, of course. Yeah, uh, we've got those. We'll definitely, yeah, we'll, we'll stay. We'll, we'll let everyone know how we went with those later in the year and see if we got any right or, or really wrong. We're going to have to add one more prediction to the list, though, right? <laughs> what the biggest prick of the year award? No, the Jerry Lewis oh. one, man. Ah, of course. Yeah, yeah no, course, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's let's talk about our Atlanta Hawks. Um, we're sixteen and fifteen uh, at the mm-hmm. time of recording, which is. Tuesday, the 20th of December. We had bad losses to Orlando and Charlotte in the last week. and Jeez, we nearly we, had another one today, didn't we? We nearly had another one to, today. Um, you know, a lot of controversies going on within the organization. Uh, one of the positive signs to come out of late is, is um, Bogi Bogdan, Bogdanovic, averaging mm-hmm. 19.3 points and 4.3 boards since his re- return from injury, not including today's game. So he had a good yeah. game today as well, right? So... Um, Talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing, right? I mean, we're above 500. We could have easily fallen um, below 500. They nearly blew that game in the fourth quarter today, right? It's a real roller coaster at the moment, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I just seem a lot of games we seem to be in control and then really seem to, you know, slow down. And I think the defense is the real concerning thing, you know, giving up, what's it, 60 in that quarter. You know, we mentioned, obviously, over the, the last few weeks how bad our defense has been. So that's something, again, you know, we got the win today, but we still gave up, you know, 120-plus points. Um, still haven't been totally healthy. I know we got DeJounte and John Collins back today, but also we've got Clint Capella out. So we haven't had that core sort of starting yeah. five for a while, obviously with bogey. So I guess, you know, we'll sort of re- re- uh, reserve judgment about that. Um, maybe a little bit of that needs to come on to Nate McMillan. You know, maybe he needs to sort of get a, a better game plan in these games where we are holding leads. Because, you know, I had that game in the background at work today, and they looked absolutely in control. And then... Just, you know, Orlando kept edging forward, edging forward. I thought he maybe could, could have uh, called a few earlier timeouts than what he did there. Um, but, look, in terms of Bogey, really pleased to have him coming back. Um, he's been a little bit up and down. You know, his stats are good. He's had a couple of really big games, and he's had a couple of stinkers as well. But, yeah, great to see him back. And, you know, someone that can also handle the ball and distribute pretty well as well. So, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I sort of never know what to what to expect from the Hawks now, to be honest, with the way they're playing. Um Feels like they've beaten some teams on streaks, I think, this year. I think they said in the broadcast today, but then they could also just come out the next next game and lose to a team that's you know way below them on the standing. So yeah. Well, Trey hit that deep three today with about three and a half minutes to go to put us up by about eleven. Oh, I think about three minutes left. I'm yeah. like, Yeah, should I turn it off? I'm like, you know what? I can't turn it off. These guys could actually lose from you. And Markel Fultz had himself a game, right? <laughs> I'll let you know a secret. was actually had our run sheet open just to Savo while that game was on, just working on that. So literally when he hit three, I went in and changed a couple of notes to say, yeah, the Hawks won. They looked okay today. And then, man, I think I did that too soon. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I mean, Trey was big today. Um, you know, 37 points, 13 assists, shooting 50 from the, the field. So they're the sort of numbers we want to see, especially with his percentages there, um, just to continue to get those percentages up there and get all those haters that are everywhere off his back at the moment. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Hopefully we can take this win and, and use some it. momentum having some of our guys back, right? Capella's, what, a few weeks away, right? I think he's a couple of weeks, yeah, and then hopefully we'll get everyone healthy. But I wanted to ask you as well, Woods, another team in the East at the moment yep. that I, I really think has been flying under the radar almost in a, in a negative way there. So it's the Toronto Raptors. Um, look, they're currently 13-18. and 18. Uh, They've lost six in a row after losing to Philly today in overtime. Do you agree with me, Woods? They seem to be a team that I think a lot of people had high hopes for this yep. year. Very, you know, some real talented players on the team, a lot of length, a lot of players that we thought might have improved this year, but they've been really ordinary so far. What do you think is going on with them at the moment? Well, I think everyone expected Scotty Barnes to take his game to the next level, right? Mm, we haven't yeah. really seen that development, right? And there was big talk of um, 
you know, would you would you trade Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant and things like that were coming up, mm. you know, when Kevin Durant asked for a trade, right? Like, um, how many all-star games is Scotty Barnes going to make? And people like, he's going to be a once-in-a-generation type player, multiple-time yeah. all-star, future Hall of Famer. I didn't quite see that, you know, and, and uh, it, 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 it remains to be seen whether he's going to take his game to the next level. They've had some injury issues. OG has been out for a while. It's, critical to their success. But the one thing that's really... OG is always missing games there, right? He he is, but when they've got him in that team, he's that glue guy, right? Who who can just do a little bit of everything. His offensive game has improved quite a lot. Um, But yeah, Freddie Van Van Vliet, right? Freddie V. His game has been a real concern, right? I mean... He had that one really big game, I think maybe like last week, he might have gone for close to 40 or something like that, but he's yeah. been really up and down. His shooting percentages are brutal this year as well, so yeah. you wonder, obviously, teams are focusing a little bit more on him. Look, I think their shining light's been Pascal Siakam. He's been yeah, really good sure. and, and certainly their most consistent player, but yeah, they just have surprised me. You know, obviously, Chicago's probably another one as well, and I think still below Toronto on the standings there, but you know, if someone would have said, what, what are we, 30 games into the season or something like that, if you know Toronto and Chicago would both be like six games under 500, I wouldn't have believed it, to be honest. Give me some Raptor news. I'm surprised That's you didn't right. say that. <laughs> no, I get that old dropout from the starters slash no dunks days, right? Kenny Smith. Yeah, man. Going back to the basketball Jones days, right? That's right. It was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, obviously, a lot of time left in the season. Um, I yeah. couldn't agree with me more uh, with Toronto being a disappointment. All right, let's talk about the NBL. Brother, I mean, how good has this been? A game every single day for 14 days. Every day after work, we know there's something to look forward to. I mean, the only one game which was cancelled was that New Zealand-Perth uh, game because of mm. the COVID issues. And we still had a game that night anyway. We still had a game earlier that day. Yeah. It was the Illawarra versus Sydney game that day, right? Um, yeah. Quickly, before we go through the next round, um, something that stands out for you from the last round that you noticed in the NBL, uh, your Wildcats. Talk to me, man. Yeah, one thing I think for me is I never quite know when the round's starting or finishing now. I think I said to you earlier, for some reason I thought that last night was the last game of the round and tonight was when it started, but no, the Wildcats game tonight's still part of the, the current round, I guess. It is confusing the way I've said that. Um, look, uh, I was very impressed with Antonius Cleveland last night in that second half, especially the fourth quarter against um, Tasmania there. I thought Tassie were in control in that game and he just took over there. He hit a couple of threes, a couple of big defensive plays, you know, finished off with a couple of dunks that got the crowd going. So that sort of showed me how important he is to that team there. And I thought that was a huge win for Adelaide last night. As I said, they look like they were in trouble there. Um, got the W, and now they've got some some real good help coming in with Ian Clark. I think that got officially announced today. So what a clutch player to bring in. And he'll definitely, you know, play off the bench there with that team they've got. But what a, you know, what a great player to sort of bring on. And I'm sure he'll be playing a lot of clutch minutes there. Um, I think Kai Soto has been decent. We saw him getting a couple of outside shots as well. Um, so I think as long as him or Daniel Johnson have a decent offensive game, that sort of keeps him in it. But <clears throat> yeah, probably I'm probably a lot higher on Adelaide than I was maybe two weeks ago now. I think um, what Liam Santa Maria said on the call yesterday <clears throat> was um, there's a there's some credence in in, in letting Kai sort of start and bringing DJ off the bench and you know destroying <clears throat> some of these second units at this time yeah. in his career at this age. I think there's some um, validity behind that comment, right? Yeah, no, good call. I guess probably the other one you asked for a couple of comments. So it was a shame to see my Wildcats miss that game against New Zealand um, yep. last Friday because I thought both teams were sort of trending in different directions. The Wildcats were you know, on a bit of a run. New Zealand had been a little bit more shaky and had a couple of injury concerns. So that was a bit of a shame. I think it got rescheduled today, didn't it, for maybe the second week in January or something like that. So hard to know what you know, both teams will be looking like then. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your Kings game? I know you were sort of Man. enthralled with that game on Sunday there against um, Southeast. 
still upset, still upset. I mean, double overtime. When are you going to see two in the forty-minute era? Have we ever seen two guys put have a forty-piece each? I doubt mm-hmm. it, right? Forty-six from Creek, forty-five from Derek Walton. They both had, um, you know, forty-point double doubles, right? Creek with rebounds and uh, Walton with assists. They were just going blow for blow. Two guys putting their team on their backs. Uh, a lot of injuries in this game. Ryan Brokov injured, Gary Brown injured. Xavier Cook's injured. So many guys were fouling out at the end of the end, by the end of the game. They had no one to bring on the court. You know, double overtime, yeah. right? Uh, so what it made that game that was starting later run a bit late too, didn't it? Because they obviously held back the start time yep. for that game. So yeah. Look, I'm concerned about the Kings, right? It, it's like when someone like Mitch Creek is going off and Xavier Cooks isn't playing, right? We have a, a problem there, you know. Um, you know, Suarez fouled out, but you know, when you're talking about the, the Pinders the Creeks, certain guys, I mean, that, that could potentially slow, you know, these guys down, you know, you, you need your Xavier Cooks there. So there's a, there's a glaring hole in that team against some of the, uh, you know, on the Kings, against some of the better teams, I feel, right? Yeah. Hey, Woods, do you think Chase is maybe playing a few too many guys? I always sort of think that. He seems to give a lot of guys minutes now. Maybe he potentially needs to shorten the rotation. I know it's yes. a, you know, it's a, it's not a sprint. It's, you know, it's obviously a marathon sort of thing. You want to, if that's the right way I've said it, they're probably butchered that. But you want to sort of keep these guys healthy. Obviously, you know, we've seen Cooks go down. But I don't know, I've seen some guys, you know, potentially maybe getting a few too many minutes. And that, yeah, no, I, I think in these 40 minute games, you could definitely tighten the rotations. I think a nine man rotation would be good. You have the starting five, then you have mm-hmm. Glover, Bruce, uh, Jordy Hunter, Kuat Noy, yeah. potentially, you know, those four. And, if you want to play a few more occasionally, if people are in foul trouble, so be it, right? But, yeah. And tell me as well, Woods, I believe on Sunday night you'll be eating some turkey in the afternoon and putting on a, a Christmas hat and going to the game. How are you feeling about that? I will be. I don't think there's going to be a huge crowd coming to the game. Yeah, I think I'll it's going to be more of a TV event. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's nice because I'll still get to go to the in-laws and have lunch there, come home and uh, might say uh, I might have a, um, a pretty full stomach while, I, while, I, <laughs> while I'm on my way there, right? So, yeah. yeah. I'd normally be watching the old National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on Christmas night, so I might have to start <laughs> that a bit earlier and then watch the, the NBL when that's on. Well, it's a test, and, and kudos to the referees and the players for actually willing to give up their Christmas days to do this, right? Well, they'll be getting, what, triple pay or something like that if it goes on what these other things go. But <laughs> that's another thing as well. I think that, you know, will obviously cost more to have, you know, kudos and have staff working there and that. So they'd obviously have to weigh up. I think you're right, though, with the, the TV event. I think that's probably a good call. Yeah, definitely. People coming home from lunches and then sitting down to, to watch the game. So, yeah, yep, look, I brought up round round 12 starts. Tomorrow. Is it round 12 we're in at the moment? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we'll run with that. Yeah, <laughs> It starts tomorrow so today is cans versus your wildcats am i right in saying that the last game of this round and then tomorrow the new round yeah. starts so i'll just yeah, put it up on the no. screen yep yeah so i'll go through these obviously yeah as you said so the, the first games between <clears throat> brisbane and new zealand there so i don't know have you heard any updates on how new zealand are looking because it wasn't just COVID. i believe they had a few guys injured as well but the game's still scheduled i think that's go. actually going to be changed to be um, Southeast Melbourne versus. Ah, uh, you're right. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an old list. Yep. Yeah, okay. No, sure. So obviously New Zealand will be off a little bit longer now. So yeah, you're right. Brisbane and Southeast. Um, yeah. Look, I think Southeast will be coming off a high, won't they, with that that big win? Um, I think we've heard as well. Both of the Melbourne teams aren't going to have a lot of um, home games, are they, over this next month with the the tennis yeah. on and stuff like that? So they're going to need to sort of take care of business in these road games like that. So. <clears throat> yeah, I'll say Southeast in that game. Um, what are your thoughts on the next one with with Tassie and Illawarra? I think Tassie need that win. Yeah, I mean, Tassie at home, they do need the win, obviously. 
tough loss yesterday. They're eight and eight. I mean, I think if Cairns win today against you, your guys, you can have three teams all <clears throat> eight and eight, right? So it's interesting yeah. positions, right? Um, yeah. So I think um, t- Tasmania have got to take. Illawarra played with a bit of heart lately, but Tasmania at home, you got to think they're going to take care of business there. So you're saying even more reason for teams to be taking shots at the end of the games, right? To try and work on percentages and stuff like that, like they should be. No. Uh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one after that, um, this will be a decent one. We've got Melbourne and Cairns. Um, yeah, Melbourne are a funny team at the moment, aren't they? It feels like they can, can beat anyone and they can lose to anyone. Um, yeah, I'll sort of – I'd say Melbourne might get that one. I think that might be one of their last home games for a while there. Um, so, look, I'll say Melbourne in that one. Um, what do you think about the next game? That looks like a good game on paper, doesn't it? Adelaide against South East. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, look, South East Melbourne have got broke off injured. We don't know about Gary Brown's status. Adelaide yeah. Boyd. Ian Clark will be back for that game. That's the Christmas Eve game. He'll be, Ian Clark will be playing his first game. But really, mm. I really like Adelaide there. They're, as you said, they're looking strong at the moment. Um, yeah. A new import coming in. Southeast Melbourne hit with injury bug a little bit. Adelaide to take care of business at home. Good timing. Well, I might go through that, that Christmas Day cracker game that you're going to be able to see. So, yeah, looking forward to that as well. Um, Sydney and Melbourne sort of traditionally have a decent rivalry uh, going on, don't they, with those two teams? So, yeah, I think Sydney... Sydney need this one too, don't they? I think their, their home record has been a little bit shaky. I think they've had a couple of close wins, which has probably made it look a, a little bit better than what it was. But they certainly haven't been dominant at home this year, have they? They've sort of been, a lot of the games have gone down to the wire. Obviously, they lost that last um, home game against Tassie, I believe, there as well. So, yeah, I'd say Sydney might win that first Christmas yeah. Day game. But, yeah, hopefully it's a, it's a decent hey, game anyway. I'm not confident. Xavier Cooks might be out, you know. And yeah, United are buoyed by some really good play lately. So They're a big um, team too, Melbourne, aren't they? If yeah. Cooks is out, that could be some yeah. of Not convinced. Worry. Not convinced. Yeah. Hopefully Sydney get it done, but, you know, um, we'll wait and see. Yeah. So Tassie and New Zealand. So at this stage, the, the Boxing Day game is scheduled to still be on. So uh, sort of almost what I said before about New Zealand, we'll be interested to see what they're looking like by, Chris, by Boxing Day there. How the guys got over COVID, how some of the injured guys are looking, but... Yeah, you'd probably have to say Tasmania will certainly be in the yep. box seat for that because New Zealand wouldn't have played for a good, like, maybe 10 days there as well, so it could be, have a little bit yep. of rust. Um, then, yeah, maybe throw the last game for yourself, there would. So we've got Brisbane and Perth, um, a rematch of those, um, the, the game we saw go to overtime in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago with Brisbane winning there. So what are your thoughts yep. on that last one there? Yeah, Perth, Perth to get it done. Brisbane's a bit of a basket case at the moment. They're arguing internally. Mm. You saw Baines and Sobey really getting into it the other day. Uh yeah, I just don't think that all is well in in, in Brisbane. So yeah, I think, I think it feels like there's win. a few more things that will come out as well with that team, right? Stuff that's happened with Sam McKinnon and obviously these coaching changes. I don't yeah. know why they didn't try and stick with Vanager, to be honest. Um, not just because he's the tallest coach I've ever seen in the world, but I don't know. He seems like he's that player, that uh, that coach that's got a pretty good rapport with the players there. So I'm surprised yeah. they're making a change on him. But anyway, we'll see what happens with Brisbane. Yep, awesome. Looking forward to to the, the slow games coming day by day, right? Definitely. All right, let's talk a little bit about the WNBL, Robbie. And I just mm, wanted to touch base on, on one thing, right? Um, women's basketball was on the back page of papers and, and social media. There was a fairy tale finish to the Women's World Cup. We were there. We saw it, Robbie. Um, I attended most games. And, and just to see the fans flock through was amazing. There was a, a total of 145,519 fans that came to Sydney Olympic Park throughout the nine days of play. That's the most attended Women's World Cup in history. If we yeah. fast forward two months and the WNBL is now in full swing, um, you can see a massive uptick in, in crowd numbers compared to last season. 
Um, but the question remains, will the league be able to capitalize on this momentum from the world in the long term? Or is it just a short term thing? You know, it's, 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 it's recency bias. It's in people's mind and, and that's why they're coming out in droves. Yeah, it feels like they need to sort of strike while it's hot, don't they? Obviously, with that success from the World Cup there. Um, for me, I think the standard's been really high this year, and I've enjoyed that. Every game, there's a lot of quality sort of players playing there. Um, yep. I do think a little bit needs to change, maybe internally with the WNBL. Just a few little things, um, little things that I think might help it uh, boost it would. So something as simple as an app, right? I think the NBL app's really good, and the website's really good. The WNBL, you know, they don't have the app. The website seems a bit old school there. Um, even some little things like WNBL fantasy. Like, surely yep. that wouldn't be a hard thing to set up. I mean, I've played... You know, I play fantasy in sports that I'm not that interested in. And once I sort of get involved with it, it gives me a lot more interest and I sort of start to like to watch the games and follow it more. So that could just be something that's easy to set up on. You could just use the same platform that they use for the NBL fantasy and maybe you get a better scoring system than they've got in the NBL fantasy, but that's a, a story for another day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's um, that's something I think they could do. And maybe just some tweaks to the general marketing would be nice to, to see. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. They've got to sort of capitalise why this momentum is still there and, Hopefully they can do that. Yeah, you look at the WBBL, like the Women's uh, Big Bash League. They've got their own fantasy uh, super coach. They've got their yeah. own app. It's not that hard, right? And just no. get it, you know, out there in, in in the public view and 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 spark interest, you know. Um, Definitely. And it's a very good question um, you raise about um, that, you know, about getting it out there, right? And and the way the game's cover, covered, marketing, etc. What happened recently was Clutch Radio was let go um, of, of being that third party that broadcast the games online now. And it's all moved to Melbourne now. My question to you is, it's great to have it on free-to-air. I know free-to-air is awesome. People can take it in. But Nine Now is a streaming service. It's not actually on TV. So many people don't even know what Nine Now is. Last year, I was able to jump on and watch any WNBL game I want on KO at my beck and call on demand yeah. right yeah okay now you've only got one game a week on espn and the coverage is great you know you've seen it's a great production it comes on wednesday night usually just before or you know sometimes in perth after the jump which is great you know yeah and people watch it right nine now i mean it wouldn't i mean fine get it on free to wear but have they you know shot themselves in the foot by taking off all these games off ko a little bit no, I think it's a good point. Look, I was saying to you earlier today, I actually spoke to a few people last week that you know, gave us some really good feedback on the, the Lauren Nicholson show last week. So, again, big thanks to Loz for coming on. But yep, thanks, a few Loz. people were sort of saying to me, you know, where can they find these games now? They're not sort of seeing them on Fox or KO, like you said. So I mentioned to two separate people, you know, um, separate sort of circumstances there. I mentioned that, look, the games are on Nine now. First comments that both of them said is, what is Nine now? Um, so that was quite interesting. You're right. It is a streaming service. It's not something you can just over and see that channel you've actually got to go and i believe you've got to sign up to it but i don't think it's something that traditionally has been um, used a lot for sports lovers something like nine now so again if they're going to have the games there promote it more do you know what i mean sort of um promote it more if they had a good website they could sort of reach out to people more about it there but it's a shame i know sometimes there's been times where you can get maybe the games live on nine now but then also have them on ko or espn after that so yeah. like you said you can go and watch if you 
if you haven't watched that game live, you can go and do that. I mean, I always, I'm a bit of an old school person with the ES, um, you know, having Foxtel and ESPN there. So I always like that series link there, thing there where you can series link a game or a sport yep. there. So for me, if they're on there, you know, I'm pretty busy on weekends and then I might not be able to watch some of those games live, but I can sure as hell, you know, later on in the night sort of watch that, you know, watch the last quarter, watch little bits of the game there, which I'm probably just not doing on nine now. So yeah, it's an interesting point, isn't it? And hopefully they, um, hopefully they get this right and, Yep. start to market and promote a bit better. And the production quality as well. Obviously, there's been, um, you see the games on ESPN and then you compare it to the nine now games. There's a huge drop. The scores disappear. You know, you don't you don't get to see statistics on the screen and things like that, mm-hmm. like you do on ESPN. So having that quality coverage also helps the viewing experience, correct? Yeah, for sure. And I also had someone say to me the other week when they have those double headers and the Kings play and then the Flames are playing. So obviously they have the, the women's game, I think traditionally on last, don't they? I don't know whether it would maybe be awesome. better than I Sometimes, sometimes, first. sometimes okay. first. Yeah. But what my mate said to me is what they should do if they're showing, if they're playing after the Kings game, um, they should lock the doors, right? So if anyone's in to watch the Kings game, you can't leave. You've got to stay there <laughs> and watch the second game. So I think that's what happens, don't they? I mean, you've been in those situations. What sort of percentage of the crowd are leaving? It's, it's None. A so they, they make you all come down from the top, right? Even mm-hmm. if you're sitting in the bleachers, if you like. They come, would you like to go down the front? Would you like to go down the front? And they bring people yeah. to the front. And you've got a few thousand people just watching, you know? I mean, it's been yeah. it was better this year. Obviously, yeah. as we as we said, we've seen an uptick, but still, you know, it's it's not a huge. So maybe locking huge, the doors is a good idea, right? Yeah. Locking locking doors might not be a bad idea at all, or, <laughs> or giving him discounted Kings tickets to stay for both, right? Yeah, that's it. All right, okay. So it's been fun, Robbie. Um, what I have today is this special pack of cards for classic packs, right? Oh, it's that time. Yep. Yes, and it's the ninety four ninety five upper deck. SP Basketball Hollow View Insert Set Premium Collection of 8 Cards. I know, I know you used to get one of the hollow, hollow cards in each uh, as an insert, but a yeah, whole packet of them. So I think we're both a bit unsure what to find here. I sort of said to you, oh, is this just all going to just be superstars sort of thing? But who knows, right? Obviously, we can see the Rain Man on the, on the front of it there. So looking forward to this. Hey, shout out to a big fan of this segment in, in Stu, right, Woods? So we know yep. it's... Um, been in hospital the last couple of days. So oh, yeah, we'll be, be tuning into this. So, yeah, much love to you, Stu. And yeah, we love you, man. Right. Hopefully, uh, can cheer you up. I know you're on the men, but this will definitely make you feel good. All right. Okay. So, these are pretty cool, man. I've got Washington Bullets, Guard, could straight up get buckets. Uh, number three, I'm talking about. Moved in, works on NBA TV occasionally. Had a few legal problems recently, but you know he's come out of it on the other side. Um, can shoot the three ball. Could throw it, throw it down. Three. Um... Played, played, played for Charlotte Hornets as well. Um, white guy. Oh, Rex Chapman. Right. I had to sort of think about the error that it was. Yeah, of course. Beautiful Ooh, looking guy. Nice. Huh? Turn right? back to that. These are an interesting shape card. So you, you actually haven't trimmed that or anything there, right? What, that's the no, I haven't. Well, they're not all like that, man. That's the thing, uh, right? Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Premier, Premier Prospects. Okay. This guy was on the Sacramento Kings. Um, he was a rookie in 94-95. He went to Providence. Number 34. A second round pick. 35th overall for Sacramento in the 94 NBA draft. 
Michael Smith. Nice, that's a good one. That's a good get. Michael the Animal Smith, right? Yep. Got his jersey. Sure, people wouldn't be shocked to hear that. But yeah, I like the way that guy played back in the day. He did play like an animal. That's too, a beautiful looking card as well, isn't it's it? Nice, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, we have the left-handed man made of plastic. Our own Atlanta Hawk. Ah, oh, Stacy. Nice. Logman. Ooh, that's very nice. The Southpaw. I'm liking that. Yeah, look at a bit of a gold trim on that card as well. They are nice looking cards. Show me the back of that one. I love that beautiful left-handed jump shot that he had above his head as well, right? A bit like Dwayne yeah. McLean, you know, but left-handed. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a bit like Dwayne McLean, wasn't it? Yeah. He's, again, that sort of player, Stacey Augman. You know, he obviously didn't yeah. have a great sort of shot back in the day, but he would have worked on that if he was playing in this sort of era. We love this guy, okay? We had his namesake on the show recently. Another Atlanta Hawks guard, okay? Uh, good. He, he would pick your pocket no matter what happened. An assist uh, guy. Is it Darren Blaylock? Darren. Darren Mookie, Mookie Blaylock. Nice. Layla. Double pull-ups. How good is this yeah. going? How beautiful are these cards, man? Yeah, I know. How many of these packs have you got? Uh, just one, man. Just one. Nice. Okay. So we've got one of your favorite players of all time. Sharpshooter. His Glenn son Rice. was a... Yeah. Okay. Nice. Glenn yeah. Rice. I said a bit of Horace Grant in the background. Jeez, we're getting all my favorites. Stacey Oldman, Glenn Rice, and Mookie Blaylock. How's this pack going? And Rex Chapman. Jeez. This guy was crazy. Played on those Houston Rockets teams. Um, Mad Max along... Vernon Maxwell. Mad Max Vernon Maxwell. Hey, humble Bragwoods. I actually think I may have a jersey of every player you've pulled in this pack so far. Okay, well, we'll have to have a look. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You definitely don't have this guy's jersey, okay? <laughs> Orlando Magic Guard, okay? After stints at Minnesota and San Antonio. Spurs early in his career, he seems to have found a home in Orlando. In his two seasons in the Magic, he displayed a scoring touch to earn a spot amongst the starting five. So he would have played in 93-94 alongside... Not Jacques, Jacques Vaughan. No, nah, he would have played no. alongside Shaq, um, Penny, what uh, number? and uh, number five. Not jumping out that one. Donald Royal. Oh, right. Yep. I remember him well. Yeah, no, I don't have a, a, a Royal jersey, unfortunately. Oh, I love this guy. All right. Um, okay. He was at the Utah Jazz in 93 94. He averaged 6.5 points a game. When the Jazz lost Felton Spencer midway through the 94 95 season, it meant this guy had to step up. Okay. And there's another guy with a French name, like his, whose surname was Benjamin, all right? Oh, David, went, David Benoit. David Benoit. Well, we could call him David Benoit, but yeah, they said <laughs> yeah. David Benoit. Me so and my brother used to be like... Number 21 as well, yeah. Me and my brother like, used to be like, Benoit Benjamin, Benoit Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think definitely his name got pronounced differently, same with, with Benoit, depending on what part of the world you're in. All right, nice. awesome. So you got... Out of eight, you've got seven of those jerseys, right? You've I got think Chapman. so, no, six. I don't have Donald Royal or Benoit, but yeah, I've got what? Chapman, oh, yeah, yeah. Michael Smith, Stacey, Mookie, um, Glenn Rice, and Mad Max. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That reminds me, I might have to pull out my Mad Max jersey one time. That's an old school red Sick, man. One. Love it. Love that it. was a good pack, wasn't it? I like that. Champion jersey and beautiful cards, right? Yeah. I don't really remember those back in the day, do you? No, I don't. 
What year was it again? 94, 95. 94, so they obviously yeah. made them the same year as making the normal upper deck ones, and they were yep. obviously a special sort of one there. And what was the go with the um, Rex Chapman? Was that Why was that different than the other yeah, ones? I have no idea. Is that like an insert type one, or is that more special than the others? What's the go with yeah, that? I don't know, man. Weird. It doesn't has it got a weird number? Has it got a weird number on the back or anything? Or? But it's not like an SP type? No, no, it's... Oh, it's D162, and all the others have got normal numbers. So I don't know what D... So it must yeah. be an insert, yeah. Oh, one precision die-cut insert card in every pack. Ooh, here we go. All right, I'll get out the Beckett tonight and have a look at that. Die-cut, okay. yeah. Die-cut, all right, very good. All right, man, so let's uh, let's finish up. Great show. Um, we've obviously got the viewers' mailbag show coming up next week. Why don't yeah, you tell the audience a little bit about... Uh, you know, all the, all the usual stuff, where we can be found, et cetera. Yeah, of course. So, look, um, obviously, check us out on uh, Twitter there. We're at ThrowBackSwoops. I think I've been a little bit lazy sending you through my jersey photos the last couple of weeks, Wood, so I'll make well, sure yep. I send you these two and get these up because I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that have got these jerseys in Prince and Mike yep. Scott. Um, Instagram, we're at throwback.hoops. And our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, more about this uh, mailbag woods and how people can get in contact yeah, with you? Yeah, definitely. I've already got a couple of questions which have come through. But yes, uh, like we do it, we did it last year around this um, mm-hmm. Boxing Day period when it's a little bit more quiet. Um, and yep. we dedicate a show to that. So um, I'll hit it up, hit everyone up on Twitter. And um, anyone who's listening to this episode, please. Um, you know, send send in our DMs or to our email address um, any questions you have, and we'll we'll choose a select few and answer them for you. Um, I I think back to the point about the jerseys. Obviously, we had Lauren on the show last week, and we didn't focus too much on the jerseys, so yeah. that's yeah. all right. We'll get back on that this week and get them mm-hmm. up on socials, right? Yeah, sounds good. What about yourself? Woods, you got any sort of shout outs or tell people where we can where they can find? Yeah, you? I mean the Patreon. Please keep supporting us and and whatnot. We appreciate all that. Um, no, that's that's about it. Sounds good. Right, so um, thanks for all your support throughout the year. Uh, this is our last official episode of the year. As I said, we had that special episode next week. Um, and uh, yeah, keep listening. Thanks for everyone's support. Robbie? Hey, Woods, I should say before we finish as well, we're not going to give any uh, names away, but we've got some great guests yes. lined up for January, don't we? Like, um, yes, we do. I guess we can say one's a, a current NBL star and one's a former... Absolute superstar of the league. So we'll sort of leave it at that. But yeah, we're looking forward to speak with those guys in January. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace out. Peace.